Welcome to Wellspring, a spoken word podcast to pour out gospel truth into the hearts and minds of Christians and empower them to live it out. The theme of season one is contrary. We will be looking at how the gospel compels us to live contrary to popular opinion, no matter the earthly consequences, no matter the discomfort, no matter the cultural pushback, because Jesus is worth it. Today's word is about love. We talk about it all the time, we feel it all the time, and yet when it comes to the type of love God has for us, and in turn designed for us to extend to others, so often we distort and misunderstand His intentions. This is Wellspring. What is love? quite a complicated question. If you went around and took a poll asking people young and old, I'm sure there'd be a wide selection of answers that you're told. For the lonely, love is presence. For the wealthy, love is gifts. For the hurting, love is healing. For the tired, love is rest. For the happy, love is laughter. For the broken, love restores. For the hungry, love is filling. For the empty, love outpours. These things all seem good, and it's not that they're not, but look at the motive. Each wants what it wants, because surely love exists for me, to fulfill my desires and meet my needs, to fix what's missing in my life, to make sure nothing interferes with my dreams. And even for those with a less selfish view, because of our sin, even selflessness is skewed. Twisted into false humility, warped into manipulation. We may think we love others, but our default is self-intoxication. There's a reason the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. It's assumed that at baseline, we love ourselves more than we love anything else. And not only is our love naturally selfish, it's also quite confused. Because I love my mom, but I love my shoes. I love my husband, but I love chocolate too. Oh, how this word gets so abused, used for so many different things. Its power is diminished, its beauty deplete. But whatever our perception of love, whatever we think we understand, we're missing the mark and twisting the truth if we don't step back and look at God's plan. When considering this wonderful, elusive word, we have to start with God because God is love. God embodies everything that love is, has been, or ever will be. He's the answer we're looking for in trying to solve this mystery. We cannot truly love without understanding God. And the only reason we can love at all is that He loved us first. He started this whole thing. Our love is just a response to Him, a broken mirror, poorly reflecting and distorting the image of our King. Too often, we pick and choose the parts of love that we like, the things we feel good good about and that satisfy. We adore the Jesus who was gentle and gracious, who healed and restored people's lives. We admire his acceptance of adulterers and tax collectors and those who were despised. We take this piece of him and wrap it up as a cozy blanket called love. It's warm and secure and easy to present to the world, but it's missing crucial details of who he was. This picture of Jesus is Jesus as Savior, but what about Jesus as Lord? 
Jesus as Lord says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Basically, if you love me, you will obey everything I say, not just the parts that you like or are convenient or make you feel a certain way. Love compels us to follow his lead with joy for the glory of his great name. Jesus as Lord says, lay down your life. There is no greater love than this. Basically, in order to love, you must die. You must sacrifice, not just the things that are easy to give up, that you won't even miss, or that are in great supply. Love compels us to give up our life and in turn gain the true life that he designed. Jesus as Lord says, you will receive discipline for I discipline those I love. Basically, love will cause you pain as he corrects and refines and trains, not for the sake of the pain itself, but in order to share in his fame. Love compels us to receive correction and through it be willing to change. The love of God is not complete unless it includes all these things. And we have no excuse. We cannot complain that it's too hard to live this way. For Jesus lived it out himself. He did all the things God asks us to do as well. He was obedient. He laid down his life. He took on our discipline, was utterly despised. The cross is the greatest symbol of love that exists, a method of torture and shame and death. God turned into this beautiful, redemptive gift. So the notion that love is a warm, fuzzy feeling or all the good, happy things in this world is a lie. Love is challenge and pain. Love is Jesus crucified. We're really good at a certain kind of love, the kind we understand, the kind that is easy, the kind that makes us feel good and isn't too needy, the worldly kind of love that accepts all people, accepts all things, accepts all sin. But God is not interested in that kind of love. In fact, God rejects that kind of love because it's not love at all. It's self-serving hedonism. In order to make Jesus Savior and Lord, to surrender to the life he has in store, a life designed for our good and his glory, we're going to have to redefine love to fix our eyes on the one who is love and not look away, to turn our hearts toward his truth and not be led astray because his love is wider, deeper, higher, stronger, purer, bolder, richer, brighter, sweeter, and more life-changing than anything this world can claim. Most of the concepts from this spoken word were actually inspired by parenting experiences. It's amazing the empathy you have for God once you have children you are trying to lead through this life. There are so many correlations when it comes to discipline and direction and knowing better than them and trying to warn them and yet they choose ridiculous and foolish things instead, sometimes just to spite you. And yet, we love our children so much. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? God gives the best gifts, and God's love is the greatest love, no questions asked. 
So let's continue to look to Him and to His Word to better understand and exemplify this magnificent quality, this emotion, this action, this choice, this extension of God's very nature that we call love. Today's episode was created and produced by Allison Womack. For more resources on how to live out your faith, please visit wellspringcreative.org. For a list of references and scriptures used in today's episode, see the show notes. Until next time, go in the good of the gospel.